The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Well, hello there. We are the goddess Hathor, also known on Earth as Suan Braun, and we are here to insist that you listen to the best podcast out there. That's right. Take a listen to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. And you know, we do have ways and means of enforcing you to listen. But don't make us do that. Hi, I'm Jack Berizzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hi, Victor. Hi, Jack. All right. And today we are discussing the first episode of Season 3, Into the Fire. Picking up from our last episode, Colonel Makepeace returns to the SGC to inform General Hammond that the Tok'ra have discovered that SG-1 has been captured by Hathor. Hathor implants the symbiote into O'Neill, but he is placed in cryostasis by Malinga, an undercover Tok'ra who was previously posing as Dr. Raleigh. Makepeace and his men break into the base and rescue Sam and Daniel, but are unable to rescue Jack. They flee through the Tok'ra tunnels, but are blocked by the gold energy field around the Stargate. Teal'c runs into Braytac on Chulak, meanwhile, and attempts to convince the rest of the Jaffa to join him now that Apophis is defeated, but they are too scared to join him. General Hammond, who traveled to Chulak incognito, reveals himself and joins Braytac and Teal'c. Together with Braytac, they uncover an old gold fighter and begin their plan to rescue Jack and the rest of SG-1. Back in the fake SGC, Samantha rescues Jack from the cryostasis, which has killed the gold within him. They're ambushed by Hathor, but Jack is able to yeet her down a foggy shaft a la Palpatine in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Sam and Jack confront the gold guarding the Stargate, but Jack's awful gold impression does not free them. Teal'c and Hammond come in guns a-blazing with their starship, and they are rescued. I really, really liked this episode. I got to say, it was a yeah, it was a lot of fun. This this one was a little more fun. It, we didn't have any flashbacks, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, definitely. One thing we forgot to mention uh, last time, last week, when we talked about the previous episode, Out of Mind, is Doctor Raleigh, who we find out is the Tokra agent, mm-hmm. was played by Samantha Ferris, who she should look familiar if you watch things like V and the Forty Four Hundred, Supernatural. She's she's one of those that she shows up like everywhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, she has one of the most poignant death scenes on Supernatural in season five. Just nice. sticks with you. Nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is funny when you see these all these sci fi shows, like a lot of the sci fi channel shows or like the CW shows or now like the new Star Trek shows or X-Files, like mm-hmm. they're all made in that Vancouver area. And so you see like the same actors over and over again in all these different roles. So it's kind of fun to like point out who's been in what. Exactly. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was like I said, this is a this is a really fun episode and it's a really good way to open the third season. I really liked uh just the way the episode was framed and shot, like the directing, like you get that opening scene with the like the tracking shot of Makepeace coming into the SGC. Like I really like that it sets up that that tension that you get. So that was a lot of fun. Um but yeah, what were your uh, thoughts on this episode, Father? I I, I did enjoy it. You know, it, it... It really wasn't a super deep 
episode, but it was just like you said, it's kind of a fun episode and just yeah, you know, and it was you know lot lots of lots of action and lots of running around corridors as Doctor Who is so well known for as well. But yeah. I kept expecting here, dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that's you know, like, triumphant nice. theme as they yep. were just running around yelling and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about you, Lisa? Uh, I think it's a great start to season three, which is a even better season than season two. I think they just keep getting better every year. And so, for people who weren't necessarily really familiar with season this show before this, I think it uh, gave them a nice, you know kind of starting point right so that mm-hmm. they could kind of catch up with what's going on you had uh teal really showing off as a new leader of the mm-hmm. jaffa trying to uh you know get them to rebel against a, now that apophis is dead and then you know gotta love hammond you get major davis back you it just walter's back mm-hmm. it's just uh kind of i don't know it's kind of energetic even though like father Corey said it's not a lot of plot stuff going on um it's a really fun episode to start the season with yeah definitely it keeps it keeps moving like there's no real slow points and it's one that keeps your intention the whole time which is nice Mm -hmm. what about you victor yeah i would say the word is like frenetic there's a lot of activity going on Mm -hmm. but it kind of leaves me cold and this is a trap that i think stargate kind of falls into in later seasons where it confuses like a lot of activity for story. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot going on, but it's kind of like sound and fury signifying nothing. You know, there's not, there's not a lot of character development. There's not a lot that really builds the world or anything. It's just, you know, people go here, they run around, they go into the tunnels. Oops. They come out of the tunnels, you know, you know, there's a lot of plot holes when you start thinking about it. So I'm Mm -hmm. kind of flat on this one. It's not a bad episode. And if they are, were trying to, if they were trying to bring new viewers in by having like a, a, a you know, an episode that is packed full of jam, then, then this is what they have, have done. But um, it doesn't really do a lot for the show for me. Hmm. I would say that in terms of character development, I would agree, but I, but with a uh, Teal, I really like his character in this episode. And I think Christopher Judge did a, like a fantastic job with what he had in this episode where Teal'c has always been kind of more reserved and very, he's like, he's like the muscle, but he's also, he's also thoughtful about things, but in a much more quiet way. So it's nice to see him get impassioned about something and really step up and be a leader. And I really, really liked that scene where he speaks to all the Jaffa to try to get them to stand up against the, the gold. I thought that was really, really good. And I really yeah. like that he and Hammond team up together. I think that would have worked as like a complete episode on its own, but here it's just kind of wedged in with like, now we're running through tunnels. Now we're running across a field. Now we're like, you know, and it just kind of gets shoehorned in and it it doesn't really, it doesn't really have a chance to develop. He's just speaking to, you know, it's like in uh, Robin Hood men in tights where they do the lend me your ears scene, you know, and uh, (laughs) you know, Henry V and all that, but it just, it's just kind of wedged in. It doesn't really have enough time to to grow and develop. We don't mm-hmm. really see Teal'c develop into it. He just finds, you know, Braytek under a table and says, if I grab Thar's hammer, I will lead a Jaffa rebellion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I see it is how far Teal'c's character has come, you know, mm-hmm. since season one, season two. And this just kind of gives us a taste of where they're going to take Teal'c. And they right. really do. He becomes the leader of uh, of the rebel jaffa so i i loved it and of course of course the donna davis general hammond showing up there was 
was like oh, icing yeah. on the cake to say yeah. who's gonna yeah. follow me and there's like nobody except for yeah hammond of texas yeah yes there was like one jaffa and i kind of wonder what his deal was like, like <laughs> yeah. did he forget to leave or something i got nothing better to do it's like yeah he's like was there going to be coffee or something yeah. you know that, so i'll wait and see yeah <laughs> now now did you notice they reused the set that was uh what's his name uh uh, Tilk's friend who betrayed him was the guy's name. Oh yeah, Frotech. Do you notice yeah, that was the, I assume that, that was the yeah. same house yeah. or at least the same set? I mean, maybe the uh, Jaffa are doing that thing that you see in so many neighborhoods now that just are popping up. You got like three templates you can pick from, and there you go. <laughs> there, there you go. go. I, I assumed it was Frotech's house because that's kind of like you know the last place he saw his family. Tilk did. Yeah. So it would make sense to go there first because his own house has been kind of like destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they've throughout the previous two seasons, I think they've laid enough of the groundwork for Teal'c to take this step. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked that. Yeah. I like that he's moving forward and General Hammond uh, yelling yeehaw after he blows up the towers. It just kind of made the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the needle threader was very cool. Was, like yeah. we don't see the needle. We don't see the needle threader ever again, but it obviously inspires the puddle jumpers later on in atlantis yeah. but i could have i could have dealt with more needle threaders i, I love yeah. i love i loved hammond's reaction too of like what do you mean by thread the needle and then yeah. as soon as teal punches it just that look on his face like oh boy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit but i felt kind of sorry for the jaffa and like the towers because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they get like the dorkiest little like heads up display or something and they oh, like yeah. there's no tactical advantage to these powers like whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> they're just stuck up there very exposed well, well, and... you know after the death star exploded there were parts left over so that's what they used i mean i'm oh, sorry exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like uh they were like deer stands but without any camera yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> there's a lot that like tactically doesn't like make sense about this episode it's like okay we've established that jaffa have like taken over the gate they're behind a force field Earth can still dial out to communicate with the SG teams. Why don't they send through a bomb or something, blow up all the Jaffa that are behind their little force field, yeah. right? Or, or send through a couple squads of Marines or something. You know, it's... Because it's, Major Davis said no. Yeah, they, yeah. they address, like, they do address yeah, that well. where he, uh, he says they're not allowed to. So I guess they do kind of... Major Davis, Davis kind of plays the no man, at least in this one. Yeah, that was an odd. I guess it was just so you could have General Hammond go off and team up with the Jaffa, but it was odd that they kind of had that little bit in there about, well, we're not going to go try to rescue anybody. Yeah, it's though. like we have a ch- we have a chance to like capture a ghoul, rescue SG One, who have saved the world world like twice now at this point. Yeah, I also i I feel like my two biggest qualms with this episode would be I feel like they could have taken what was in this episode and stretched it out to fill those gaps in the previous episode. Cause I feel like it wraps up too quickly the way um, Jack just kind of throws Hathor off and it's, it's done and they, they yeah. think she's gone, but I'm going to assume she's not. Um, and then also the whole subplot where he gets the gold in him. We don't really see any sort of anything from that. They, they just put him in the freezer and then the gold's gone. So I feel like, well, there wasn't even the go anywhere. There wasn't even the usual response where like, it's almost instantly that as soon as the, symbiote enters the body the light the eyes yeah. flash it's like oh we got to do this quick before it takes over it's like most everybody else it taken over in about five seconds yeah jack well, must be Hathaway special and says this is gonna take a while yep. I'm pretty, yeah 
So I think that's the last we see of Hathor too. Is it? Hmm. So no, okay. our queen. Nope, no clones <laughs> of Hathor. Yeah, <laughs> we get we get some new new baddie female golds. Yep, nice. Yeah, I think the resolution was kind of kind of too quick. They could have stretched this out to be one or two more episodes to really fill out what they were doing, but it was still fun overall. And I think that they did a lot with what they had. And it also seemed like, and I don't know if this is going to apply to the rest of the season, but I feel like their budget got bigger. Like the production Probably. in this episode felt, felt uh, better than. Well, I wonder if they, they, they reuse a lot of sets in this. They reuse the Tokra tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They reuse the SGC. They reuse the Gould mothership set for the base. But I, I, I do wonder, though, if, if if part of it is production budget and part of it is, you know, this is a point when a lot of uh, special effects technology and things like that were starting to be passed down from the movies to TV shows. Right. And I wonder if that has more to do with it of this technology now became affordable enough to do some of the special effects and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The CGI Gould looks a little bit better in this episode than it did in the other one, but it's clear that, like, uh, the actress thought like it was thicker than it was because like you'd see like the hand doesn't really fit it and it <laughs> doesn't really track with the motion. But I mean, all that sort of like motion tracking stuff would come would come later and stuff. But yeah, I still don't know. Like, <laughs> I think the defining moment for this episode is like, you know, Colonel Makepeace runs in and that tracking shot was like, like a duplicate of a shot that Peter DeLuise had done or like late in season two. I, I don't know if it was a, uh, the read two episode or not, but he comes in and he's like, make peace comes in and says, Oh yeah, by the way, the Tokra like gave us the address for the planet. Yeah. And yeah. that's just like, you know, one of those like deus ex machina moments. It's like, you know, Oh, by the way, the Tokra froze Jack. So now he doesn't have the gold anymore. He had the gold for like 30 seconds, but now he doesn't, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And I also thought that at one point they said that if you had had a gold at some point, like Carter had, you couldn't be re hosted, but they don't, mention that here and then later on jack it you know it factors into something that happens to jack uh, uh, like a season or two later so maybe i just imagine that yeah i don't i don't remember anything about that in particular but then again yeah i don't know i feel like i just feel like it uh you know it had a, it had a lot of fun stuff going on it had a lot of good character moments other than daniel jackson who like 15 <laughs> like 15 <laughs> minutes into the episode yeah. he's just gone <laughs> Yeah. He's got a he <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He makes a couple sarcastic comments, but yeah, otherwise he's he's like, well, I do have a leg wound that's bleeding quite a bit or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he's got, I've got a deep gash, but I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting that he, of the four of them, very much the least going on. Well, mm-hmm. and, and they get rid of Hathor like, I don't know if it's like 15, 20 minutes. Well, maybe it's a little bit more than that, but she's not around for the finale. Mm-hmm. And there was an opportunity for her to do something more with Daniel than just saying, what about you? Do you want the Gouldy Gould? No. Okay. What about you? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's like the characters have a history. You need to do a little bit more like with that. I, they could have had something like, to... by the way, this is your son. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the Gould go like, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> something. That would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. But if you Not think the about mama. it, <laughs> A nice introduction, right? You got the Tokra, you got the Jaffa, you got the... I mean, yeah. that's why I keep thinking for somebody who hadn't watched it, it was mm-hmm. kind of a nice... Yeah. They introduced you to so many things and kind of got you caught up. So now we can go forward. Yep. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely a good jumping off point for that. I do one thing that I had a hard time tracking when watching it was they make references to these different characters' names, and I had to go look them up. Like the one Jaffa who's guarding the gate, they talk about him like mm-hmm. he's this significant character, and they also talk about um, Doctor Raleigh like she's a significant character. And I looked th- I looked them both up because I'm like, did I miss them in previous episodes? And no. they just nope. come up in these two episodes, mm-hmm. so like them Trotsky. is they're not they're not characters. Yeah, like. There's, like the way he, the way he talks to them later on, like at that final confrontation, it seems like they could have had a character who'd had more history with the SG team or a previous Jaffa we'd seen rather than just, mm-hmm. oh, he's this random guy for two episodes. Yeah. And like the Jaffa commanders listed as like Major General Trofsky, which leads me to think maybe he was like a Russian human at some point or I don't know. It's really weird because he's not a Gould. He's a he's a Jaffa, but he he's has a human name. Thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had the Maybe same feeling deep... watching it, Jack. I I did catch me. I caught myself going. Do we know him? Well, he, he was he was Major General just because he was playing the part of you know the supposed new commander, you know, commander yeah, SGC up in the future, and that's why he was yeah. he was labeled that. But he was clearly you know mm. some random Jaffa. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and maybe that was actually his name. You know, he just had a Jaffa name that sounded close enough to it. Yep human name that they just kept it yeah but it gets a cooler outfit than most jaffa exactly. yeah i don't know though his hair his hairdo and this has been my one of my issues with a lot of the costuming of the jaffa is that it just looks like your random joe off the street in a wind <laughs> armor like they don't look like space aliens <laughs> well and like elite forces i mean they're supposed to be yeah. like these elite warriors and it's like no they're just dude you know <laughs> yeah on the other hand, Hathor is probably just like scraping by with whatever, you know, she can manage, right? It's like you, oh yeah, you're, okay, you can be the Jaffa, yeah. Hmm. Just give me your tummy and, and your Jaffa. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're in the club. I read somewhere once that a lot of the, the actors who play the Jaffa are bounce, were bouncers at all the local hmm. bars <laughs> there in Vancouver. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> nice. You know, because you got to find Spread. all these big, yeah. muscly guys. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't throw me out. Don't throw me out. I'll get you on TV. Yeah. Just let me have one yeah. more drink. Yeah, Brad Wright bar hopping. <laughs> you should be on my TV show. You would be a very, very good actor. <laughs> and uh, I know this is something we've uh, tracked previously, but we, d- we get a big uh, Jack and Sam uh, ship moment in this episode. Uh-oh. Yeah, we do. I did not pick up on that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they hug for like three minutes straight. A long time. He was cold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, sometimes like, a, you know, warming someone up from cryogenic freezing hug is just a warming someone up from cryogenic freezing <laughs> sure. hug. Sure. I mean, yeah, At seemed least like he had more. Just, this time. Yeah. Just, just like yeah. the, the accidental look he had last episode. Right. Yep. And then when he... <laughs> He got her in the hallway, put his hand over his mouth, and then just held on to her for a good, you know, ten minutes. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not hundred days episode, isn't this? Season? Yeah. Sure. So we've established that Jack O'Neill's handsy, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't fly in this. This I was going to say twenty twenty one, but twenty twenty two now. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I did. I did think it was funny that they kind of just forgot daniel jackson like yeah a fourth of the way into the episode 
Yeah, he's hurt. They, Let him hang out in the tunnels. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of forgot that we forgot him. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how significant of a role he played. They forgot Daniel Jackson, but they did remember to include a Monty Python reference. As Jack is walking up to Jafon, talking about how Hathor's dead. He's like, she's dead. She is no more. She is an ex-queen, you know. Oh, yeah. The parrot, ex-parrot. Parrot yep. sketch. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah. I did not, I did not catch that. That's awesome. <laughs> I do like, um, I liked a lot of the effects in this episode, too. Like that, that shield they have. And I like, it does the thing that you often don't see in when they're when you have like energy fields in science fiction is that it just continues through the ground like it's forming like a sphere mm-hmm. it was a nice yeah nice but i wonder thing. like that would drain a lot of energy because you're shielding like the ground at that point right i mean isn't that what carter said yeah is that what she said well oh yeah yeah it would take yeah you're right they, they had like it does. a generator that was bigger than the the fake stargate i mean yeah, yeah i guess that's true <laughs> <laughs> It was a bunch of those like anchor power bricks, just like daisy chained together. Yeah, there yeah. you go. A couple of car car batteries. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's another thing. I, I know I uh, made a reference to a uh, Return of the Jedi in the the summary, but this is also kind of a Return of the Jedi plot. You got to blow up the shield generator, which is located. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And of course, you got to have the, was, you gotta have like, the, the big power yeah. switch that opens up the the massive door. You know. Yeah, that was cool. I did like that. I mean, the very unnecessary like back panel that opens up to show. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) of course, our son was it this episode. Our son caught like right away that like in the main SGC, the lights are like square behind the gate. But in the fake one, they're circular. They're round. Well, that shows it's futuristic. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) No, but that 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 was cool when the wall pulled away and stuff. But it was a very like Return of the Jedi like. You have the the battle happening on like three frontiers. You have it happening mm-hmm. in the base, under the ground, and at the gate and stuff. And um, yeah, it just was it was very compressed. You know, obviously for time. Yeah. So I was I kind of assumed that this was not Hathor's in, but I guess based on what y'all are saying, it is. No. And it's, it's kind of a. If that's the case, and that's kind of like a dud end. I, <laughs> I was going off the show me yeah. body like assumption that. We didn't see her dead body, so therefore she must not be dead. But yeah, she, she fell in the fog machine. She's gone. And Dr. Raleigh, my symbiote may yet heal me. It may yet, but we won't ever see you again either way. <laughs> I liked that bit because she like she appears to die. And then yeah. like, right at the convenient moment when we need uh, some exposition, she just like wakes back up and then looks over <laughs> at them. I'm not quite dead not yet. Dead yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very convenient. She was slightly yeah. alive. Yeah. You think about it, though, Hathor was only in three episodes, mm-hmm. and she is so well-remembered. Yeah. I mean... Absolutely. So classic, so well-remembered, and only, you know, one major episode, and then these these two bookends, and that's that's it. Yep. Yeah, she really only had two scenes, like, in these across these two episodes. She had, like, the one in the gate room, mm-hmm. and then the one in the, in the cryo uh, chamber. Mm-hmm. Right, and that uh, was getting thrown in. Yeah. Yep. The action beat I did like was when Jack's about to be in Goulden and Dr. Raleigh, like, you know, shoots him with his at gun. Uh, and like, she's like, uh, you know, he was going to hurt the symbiote, you know, and Hathor's like, yeah, okay. It checks out, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a cool like way to interrupt that, you know? Well, and then, then the symbiote goes running serial. off. Cause yeah. yeah. It's like, Holy scampions, scampering symbiotes, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've actually seen like a symbiote running away. 
<laughs> yeah. I did like the, uh, I should have like put on the top hat and then the hello, yeah, my baby, the Mich- hello, my darling, <laughs> hello, my ragtime gal from Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, the Michigan J Frog. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Packed full of jam. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like it was, it was like a premium donut. Not a lot of, yeah, it was. Of yeah. value, but it was delicious. Yeah. It was a punch key, depending on when this episode airs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah. Not like not like some of the others we've had would have a lot of plot, and y'all would talk about that they're just so, uh, you know, boring yeah. and take mm-hmm. forever. And this one moved quickly; it had all your action stuff. So, meh, we get we get a lot of a lot of stuff going on this season. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and I uh, I think Christopher Judge really was the uh, like the highlight of this episode. Like his whole plot, him kind of sort of kind of finally taking charge rather than just being more passive about things. I really liked that. And I like that, that development for his character. Yeah. I the, the low rent Jaffa, like were pretty funny though. Like the one who's like, boo, boo, bow to the show of putrescence. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got, you got random, random upset woman. Yeah. 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 The Jaffa are very disorganized as we see in this particular episode. Yeah. And they find they find Braytech under a table. I didn't like be beaten up and I, I it just looked funny that he looks like, oh here here's Braytech under a table. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. just amused me. Maybe he was just yeah, hanging out nap under the table, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, but overall I, I have to agree this there's not a lot of plot. There's a lot of plot holes, but it was it was fun and, and it was shiny, so I yep. was okay with it. Yeah. I did I did like, you know, they they had the stereotypical um all people stepping forward, you know. Oh yeah. All, oh yeah. All volunteers yeah. who want to. All volunteers who want to. Uh, uh, who want to volunteer and everybody steps forward. That I mean, that's such a stereotype. That by the way, I don't yeah. think you ever actually hear in the military, because the first thing they tell you is don't ever volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> For anything. The few surviving members of SG two are like stepping back. They're like, oh nope. heck no, nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah. SG eleven was in this. And I'm surprised they're not going like nope, 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 <laughs> yeah. nope, nope. I got somewhere to be that doesn't involve being here. <laughs> yeah. And is that something that they would actually do, like in this kind of situation, like in, in the military? Like, do they have? I guess they have like volunteer missions, but it just seems odd that's like this, I, is a mission. this would not volunteer be, for it. This would not, I I would be very surprised if something like a rescue mission would be a volunteer thing. Yeah. Um, you would be volunteered for. Hosting the the the, uh, the uh, base cookout, or volunteered for working at a charity somewhere, or something like that. Not, you know, let's go, let's go save these people. Let's go do search and rescue. Yeah. So you know that would be a good episode of Stargate, where they get like you know assigned to a charity function, and then you know like hijinks ensue, like the Gould show up or something. Yeah. <laughs> like the major donor turns out to be a Gould or something, and wait. Wait, I think I've seen they, this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put the uh, someone mistakes the uh, the gold larva for a sausage and puts it in a bun. Puts yeah. some ketchup on it. <laughs> yeah, throws it on the throws it on the grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, you numb skulls? That's a gold. <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> Not gold's mustard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, Pardon yeah. me, sir. Do you have any gold coupon? 
<laughs> Did you talk about the royal we? Have yes. We? Uh, no. No. We didn't. We 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 did not. <laughs> I liked how when Jack throws her in, he uses the royal we too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Nice little touch because so Anne Braun, even on Twitter now, she uses when she's doing her Hathor stuff, she uses the royal we. Oh yes. So, Kind of oh wow, staying in character there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Well, then it got to like like it got me thinking about like the psychology of being a ghoul where you're actually two beings and why wouldn't you use we all the time? Granted, like the, the human self is suppressed and really doesn't have like a will yeah. to be expressed. Yeah. So it's really like a it, one being, but like you still would, like you'd be like we. It's like and the human guy would be like, still like speak for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you're saying golds have multiple personality disorder. Well, <laughs> could. that would be a good episode, too, where there's actually like a schizophrenic ghoul. I know they did that like on Star Trek with like trail and stuff. We, yep. No, we. Yeah. Have that. Do we? Okay. <laughs> the girl, it's a girl and she's in like a glass cage. Am I crazy? I don't remember that episode, but I'm looking forward to it now. <laughs> yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I did see someone describe uh, the ghoul as evil trill, which I guess kind of. Kind of works out. Yep. It took us almost uh, 40 minutes to get our Star Trek reference. So there we <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had Doctor Who early, but not Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what we're looking forward to seeing this season? Or <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the season because this I feel like the show has increased in quality season over season. So I'm excited mm -hmm. to see uh, see what we got coming up. Although I did, I do have to say I was looking ahead and I see that there's one episode where they go to like a medieval Christian planet and I'm going to be interested to see if, how poorly that's handled. I haven't even looked through the, the upcoming season. Yeah, the next one's an Earth-based episode, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so. That's not too bad. Hmm. Is that our uh, Waco analog episode? Yeah. Something like that, yep. Nice. <laughs> and you got Legacy, which is a, a very Daniel Jackson-centric, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, learning curve. I like that one a lot. Oh. That one's that one's like dark. <laughs> learning. Yeah. That's where they like. Yeah, like the kids learn everything, and then. Yep. All, uh, point of view is our what first real alternate reality kind of episode. Yep. Nice. Yeah, with the quantum mirror. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah. And we meet. Yeah, there really is. And we meet the replicators at the end of the season. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, lots to lots awesome. to look for. And Ergo, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, did y'all have any other uh, thoughts on this episode? I, I did get a kick. I I, I laughed when uh, uh the the Tokra uh, spy said, "I will not Jaffa Cree." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I missed that. That's a good line. Because the, the other the other uh, the the leader the uh, the major general wannabe. You know, said Jaffa Cree. And she goes, I will not Jaffa Cree. <laughs> yeah, I am Tokra. <laughs> of course, then Jack, the only uh, old words he knows are Tokra. I mean, uh, Jaffa Cree, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then, but then the Stargate <laughs> activates and the actual Jaffa's like, Jaffa Cree, Jaffa I Cree. It's yep. like, okay. <laughs> she yells some gibberish really fast and yeah. you'll be good to go. <laughs> Yeah, I I got a kick out of Teal'c's line uh, when they're like, you betrayed our god Apophis. And he's like, false god. 
dead false god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Important yeah. qualifier there. Yeah. <laughs> when you define a false god, it's important to uh to attack their immortality there. Yep. Dead false god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a it's a fun episode and I'm uh looking forward to this uh, upcoming season. All right, and before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Lindsay S., Alfredo B., Edward G., Ian J., and Trey K. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. To find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. You can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. You can also join the StarQuest fan club mailing list by texting StarQuest to 66866. Send StarQuest to 66866. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Seth. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. We would like you to go away! (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Thanks, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, I'm Jack Berezini. And remember, you heard me, I said Cree. And thank you for listening to The Secrets of Stargate on StarQuest. That was good, Victor. I like that. (laughs) That was awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think?